Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Tonight, we press play on the last seven days and unpack the week from the cheap seats with your hosts, Melody Bracewell and Tim McCormick. Thank you for joining us. Look, this all started a few months ago when Channel 10 came to us and said... We've run out of NCIS. (laughs) Actually, vote of confidence from 10. We're still listed as NCIS. (laughs) Apparently the mystery they have to solve this week is how this show was commissioned. (laughs) That'll be a double episode. Basically, this is our look back on the last seven days of news, sport and showbiz from here and abroad. At the end of each episode, one of us will be voted out. So <laughs> It's a short series. Can I, can I kick us off in South Africa, Mel, where there's been a week of widespread riots and looting and attempted looting? As some people are busy looting, that's a 58-centimetre television. <laughs> yeah. he, just, he just really wants to watch NCIS, so can't blame him. Actually, we looted this iPad. Yeah, we better so. give it back. But look, to the big news of the week, COVID and the spread of the Delta variant. And I'm more worried about the spread of Channel 9 reportage. Today, correspondent Lara Vella is at Liverpool Hospital. <laughs> no. apparently, apparently five are confirmed Stefanovics. So that is... <laughs> look, as Sydney enters yet another week of lockdown, Alan Jones has a plan. If we are to disarm the fear and achieve a turning in the road out of this, let me make ten simple points. One... No, we, don't, we don't have time. We do need to move on. The big issue in Sydney is working out who's considered an essential worker. Essential workers. Yeah, guys, good morning. One of those essential... Everything very closely, but... Yep, go, Tom. You've got the floor. I'm still, I'm still here. I'm yeah, still on, guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah talk to One us. of those. Is... <laughs> Look, so much confusion. Gretel Colleen calling for clarity. A point lost on her co-hosts. Get with it and communicate properly with the people. Darren, uh, I want to ask you about something Matt, because Matt, 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 you go. <laughs> clarity. We need clarity. Look, Gladys Berejiklian put a complete ban on all construction, and tradies are not happy. Many people will be very angry and upset. They are furious over these changes. Maybe to take two weeks off and cruise around the house. <laughs> <laughs> tradies scramble to get their jobs done before the ban. All you could see was tradies driving and rushing to get to jobs, yeah, but uh, trying to finish off what they can. Just trying to finish the jobs. <laughs> just, just good to see the cast of Here Come the Habibs back on the <laughs> It's good news. Look, not just construction workers, school kids are stuck at home as well, Mel. But this kid in the background's found something to do. You know, they've only been at school for three days this week. They had Monday off and um, they've just been on three weeks school holidays. Less COVID, more foot and mouth disease. <laughs> Kids just want to get out and play, but authorities are pleading for common sense. Seven people in West Guildford who went out to play soccer yesterday in direct contradiction to the health orders uh, and didn't even have a soccer ball. <laughs> That's quite a complicated way to explain running. Uh... No, no, the Matildas are struggling, so... <laughs> They are doing it tough. Look, sadly, so many people breaching the guidelines. Authorities are careful to keep their identity a secret. She's the Deputy Premier's daughter, but she's broken the rules. (laughs) 
Not sure censorship works when you name them. <laughs> Speaking of censorship, one of the breaches is a barber shop in Sydney that has allegedly been cutting hair despite lockdown. I don't think this censorship is helpful. Our cameras observed a number of other men entering his shop without masks or a QR code in sight. Does that pop you out of here, yeah, Not when you blur it, it doesn't. <laughs> um, that doesn't help. Actually, I think I recognise that barber. He's the Deputy Premier's son. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> but here he is here. Michael is well known to police. Last year he was convicted as the Pooh Bandit. Are you also the famous Pooh Bandit? <laughs> allegedly, allegedly. Now, Melbourne's lockdown was extended and there remains only five reasons to leave the home. Actually, they've added another. Cases that have been announced uh, via Twitter. Penny Farthing. Actually, that bike dates back to lockdown four, so yeah. that is... It's fine if you stay within five furlongs of your good house. Good point. That is a good point. But look, in Melbourne, the message is clear. Uh, we, we... I'm not sure whether um, I didn't hear the last bit of that. Look, look, it's just nice to see Sarah Murdoch out and about. Um, <laughs> She's having a great time. Doing a bit of poo banditing, I think. Um, <laughs> and while some are happy to criticise, Premier Dan Andrews refuses to attack his counterparts. I don't have any response to that. I'm not here to scoff at anyone or sneer at them either, frankly. So he's not going to scoff or sneer. You know, I can't control what happens and doesn't happen in New South Wales. These, these cases started in New South Wales. <laughs> Two for two. Uh... <laughs> but the public now, they're just sick of the blame game. We just want to hear hard facts and details from our leaders, like the WA police chief. Uh, we have... Look, I don't have, the, Gary, the exact number. I don't have those particulars, Peter. I don't have any particulars with me. I'll, look, I'll attempt to get some figures. Uh, look, I can't at the moment. I haven't got a brief. I don't know. <laughs> Good. And look, my favourite by far is the Tasmanian chief health officer. His COVID briefing's uh, a little more emotional. We will declare from midnight tonight the regional area of New South Wales. That's a high-risk area. <laughs> He's emotional. He's emotional. Is kicking off this week despite COVID fears. What kind of things can we expect to see? Nash Barty, we've got Jess Fox on the water, we've got our basketballers, we've also got COVID Demo. Oh, okay. <laughs> apparently, apparently, COVID Demo is the new variant, so <laughs> got to be mindful of that. With COVID numbers climbing throughout Japan and the village itself, it's good to see the locals haven't let it affect their enthusiasm. There's a general excitement amongst the people of Tokyo that the games are here. <laughs> Apparently that's the opening ceremony, so that is... <laughs> rehearsal's going well. Now, despite all the restrictions, we've got an insight to life in the Olympic Village, and it seems electric. Live in the village, but if they have to go and eat, they go down to the food hall, they get the food, they go back to their rooms. There is a gym, but they can't use it. <laughs> sure if it's the Olympic Village or an aged care facility. <laughs> now, it gets even sadder. Athletes are being told to stay inside and eat alone as often as possible. Apparently they've raised the alert level to brace well, so <laughs> that's... Well, my partner's in the crowd. Where's yours, Tim? Uh, she's running a little late. Um, <laughs> she, she's on a penny farthing, so yeah. just give her, give her a couple of weeks. Look, reporters made their way to Tokyo, including this one from Sky News, who documented her trip. We are on the plate and we are just about to take off. I'll just show you how many people are on the 
this flight. Three people on the flight and you still had someone in the seat behind you? Yeah. That is... <laughs> That is so annoying. It sucks for that guy who's still got an aisle seat. Yeah. <laughs> Other reporters were happy to watch from home. I cannot wait to watch it. I'm sick of everything I'm watching on TV at the moment, apart from everything that's being run on Channel 7. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good save. Good save. Queensland Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Do I have another go at that? Palaszczuk? <laughs> I've been trying to get the Premier's names right. I've, I know Gladys Berejiklian, um, her name's been brought up a lot lately, yeah. so I've nailed that one. She's a COVID variant, so <laughs> I'll help you out, Mel. Anastasia Palaszczuk. Palaszczuk. That's, she spelled it wrong. How <laughs> <laughs> oh, dare you. Well, anyway, that woman flew to Tokyo <laughs> to help secure the Brisbane 2032 bid and everyone supported her unanimously. If I don't go, the whole bid could fail. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look, Indian News got an interview with Olympic swimmer. Do you want to have a go at this name? Sajan Prakash. It's Palaszczuk, but that's OK. okay. <laughs> Olympic swimmer Sajan Prakash, who made a bold claim. I think you're the first... Swimmer who's qualified purely on merit. That is amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. On merit. Crazy. Everyone merit. else just had the connections to get in there. <laughs> and you could tell he was not at all worried to head to the Games. Great to have you on the show. Thank you All so the much. best. Yeah. Please pray for us. Thank you so much. <laughs> Time for a break. Back with more from the Chinksies. <laughs> To the cheat seats as we look back on the last seven days. If you've just joined us, here's what you've missed. A robbery, a shooting, an adult film, and a naked man running through a neighbourhood. <laughs> uh, naked man running away. Are you back on Tinder? They <laughs> <laughs> uh, when they're naked and then they run away. Um, before we move on, can we just cross back to that yeah. looter in South Africa? If a person who's driving a car can come here with his car, I think the naked man is really struggling. He's trying yeah, to open I mean, the foot now. <laughs> the foot is already full. And I'm wondering at what point this gentleman is going to realise that we are filming absolutely everything he is doing. <laughs> it serves them right for carjacking a Honda Civic. <laughs> and the looters didn't stop with TVs. Have a look at this. A baby being thrown to safety and then being looted. <laughs> that is... I mean, Angelina Jolie is quick, so you, <laughs> hard to catch. <laughs> the Pope was in the news this week after recovering from colon surgery. This is some video of the Pope. He had half of his colon removed on July 4th. And they let him bring it home in a gift bag. So that was a, <laughs> that was a lovely touch. So he was still wearing his hospital gown as well. So. <laughs> hey, from the Pope's colon to UK, um, <laughs> they've been celebrating Freedom Day, where all restrictions are lifted. Look, there's one thing you probably don't want to hear from your health secretary on the eve of Freedom Day. Hi everyone, I just wanted to update you all that I've tested positive for COVID. <laughs> and he's staying positive in mind. Mind you, the Prime Minister's message is clear. The most important factor in levelling up, the yeast that lifts the whole mattress of dough, the, the magic sauce, the ketchup, the ketchup. This reporter went above and beyond to get the story. Freedom Day for England is going ahead in the midst of rising infections. And the Chief Medical Officer, Chris Whitty, said during the week we could very easily find ourselves in deep water again. Look, I, think, I think one thing we're tired of with COVID is all the analogies, Mel. In Singapore, they take it to the next level. I would say the roadmap, if it's an expressway, um, 
we're still driving along the same expressway in the same direction, but the speed and the twists and turns uh, is slightly different. You may have taken a bit of detour, go off the slip road before we can come back in. We are still susceptible to sometimes slipping off to a side road and coming back. So I would say uh, we pretty much, we are still very determined to go onto the roadmap and transit to an endemic situation. Wow. Thank you to Siri for that report. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, mean I, I would have gone with mattress of yeast. But, um, <laughs> yeah, when on. Boris Johnson starts sounding coherent, you're in rough territory. That's a good point. Look, now Scotland are taking a different approach. They're not social distancing from the camera equipment. Well, let's talk to our correspondent James Shaw Whoa. in Glasgow. And, <laughs> and staying abroad, I know Australia and the rest of the world has it tough at the moment, but back in New Zealand, things are equally as hard. You wouldn't want to buy a cucumber at the moment. <laughs> yes. Put a, a tear to my eye. Um, that should have had a warning before we showed that. Now, in all seriousness, I know you look at us New Zealanders like a bunch of sheep-shagging rural hillbillies, but that's simply not true. Let's take a look at what's been happening in New Zealand this week. From the paddocks and shingle townships to the highways and roads leading to the city... It's a typical Tuesday rush hour, I don't know how. <laughs> they're, they're on the same roadmap, so... <laughs> Maybe not the best example. There was a mass protest in New Zealand, a bunch of farmers on tractors driving into the city. They wanted to get the word out about the supposed bad treatment of farmers by the government, and they definitely made their message clear to the public. What do you make of all this behind you? Oh, I don't even know what it's about. We just came down to do some training. Yeah, right. <laughs> nice. It attracted a few counter-protesters who took a strangely positive spin to being pushed around. In Dunedin, a sole climate change protester was quickly stripped of her sign. Thank you for assaulting me. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, now, I'll leave this with the nominated farmer spokesperson who appeared on morning television. Farmers just really have a way with words. No, the feedback from everywhere around New Zealand has been that they, they are just blown away by the number of contacts that have... Uh, been in contact with them. <laughs> I think that's farmer wants a thesaurus. Uh... Right, to Deputy Prime Minister Barnaby Joyce now, who was also challenged on climate change this week. He was asked a simple yes or no question, so that should be easy enough to answer. I'm just trying to get a, a clear yep. position on your position. Are you in favour of net zero by 2050? I can't be more clearer than that. You, what you're saying is you're saying, give me an, o an open check and I, I just put any, you know, are you, it, do you want lunch? <laughs> he, just, he, he just wanted a cucumber, so. Yeah. <laughs> I even went on to say, oh, I don't know, I just came here for training. Um, <laughs> sometimes with politicians you have to ask more than once to get a straight answer. Let's check in with Barnaby again to see his second go of it. Will you support any sort of net zero by 2050 emissions target? Well, you know, this, this question is put up. Just up beside me here, uh, Spearsy, is the Walk Road Hotel. And in the Walk Road Hotel, they have a restaurant. Now... <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> While we're overseas, this caught my eye this week. This news report with an update on the Pacific, and I think they used a Game of Thrones-style budget on the intro. <laughs> Welcome to Pacific Update. <laughs> that is impressive, Mel, but no one does 3D graphics like SBS. We're taking you on a memorable journey through the power of television. Look, the two are wrapped up uh, during the week. Congratulations to the winner, who, of course, Mel is... 
Uh, Anastasia Palaszczuk. No. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's pronounced. Slovenia's Tade Pogacar. Tade Pogacar. Tade Pogacar. Tade Pogacar. Tade Pogacar. Tade Pogacar. Slovenian Tade Pogacar. <laughs> That's not right. But my favourite thing from the whole tour were the stirring intros from SBS's Mike Tomalaris. The yellow jersey, it's synonymous with the world's biggest cycle race. The Mayo Jaune certainly is the most sought-after item of clothing. This race is about to step up a gear and so too is our coverage. An emotional roller coaster ride. Many people only dream. It's a test of the highest magnitude. It's where men with dreams become legends. The chase for the tour's golden fleece continues. I mean, I, I, mean I, I can tell you what the least sought after item of clothing is. Not sure. Time for a break. We'll be back soon with more. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Just a talk show, no big deal. Tones and I. Paul McCartney. LeBron James. It's Hurley. Prince Harry. Britney Spears. Sam Neill. Cody Simpson. Von Strahovski. Chris Hemsworth. M. Night Shyamalan. Wrong, people. <laughs> It's a test of the highest magnitude. No, it's not. It's, it's not. where men with dreams no. become legends. Uh, it's where we unpack the world of entertainment and joining us each week is actor, extra, influencer, once Casanova, TV presenter and now radio presenter from Nova FM, our cultural correspondent, Mel Dracina. That time that I featured on Border Control, but that's fine. Don't worry about it. That's fine. Mel, after that intro, we need to take a break. Back with more. It's good when your intro includes extra as a credit. Mel, lovely to have you with us. You've been taking a look at the world of showbiz. What's caught yes. your eye? Uh, let's talk Survivor. It returned to our screens this week. First episode was on Sunday night. And this year's theme, well, I think we can let Jonathan explain. Welcome to Australian Survivor. Brains versus Brawn. Yeah, I'm not sure if at this stage either of them knew which side they yes. <laughs> Yeah, I would have gone with influencers versus brand managers. That's, that's what I would have gone with. Uh, the Brawn tribe will obviously rely on their strength and their stamina, uh, while the Brains tribe will bring a whole different set of skills. Last year I volunteered for the Macedonian Church at Cabramatta as a grants officer and I helped them get a successful grant application. <laughs> wow. On the Brawn team they have the Pooh Bandit. So yeah, that's... that's interesting. Uh, now this season is being shot in the Aussie Outback, which is in Cloncorry, I think in Queensland. Mm -hmm. Well, they certainly give you a sense of the many dangers. <laughs> uh, staying on 10, The Bachelor returns this Wednesday uh, and we've already had a sneak peek at the various contestants. I think my favourite is Jay. So I play a lot of chess. Yeah, nice, nice. <laughs> you should move that one there. This one? Oh, I've done it wrong. <laughs> Probably should have stuck with Connect Four or something. Yeah. Well, she, she has done it wrong, Mel, because it's The Bachelor. All the pieces should be white. So <laughs> that's, that's just how it is. It's just how it is. Uh, 
On Channel 7, Farmer Wants a Wife is heading into its final week. If you haven't seen the show, it's about lonely city singles and hairy farmers all searching for one thing. I was thinking, you know, is there going to be any more connection? Like, you know, you do have connections with the other girls. I do have connections with the other girls and there is probably less of a connection here between <laughs> us and I guess you picked up on that as well. Yeah. Because I know that there are such strong connections. <laughs> Which is amazing, given they're with Optus. So that is amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. Uh, watching the series as a whole, it feels like they're now chucking in elements from so many other reality TV shows. We've got MasterChef. You will be spending Touch of Survivor. In the country. And a fair bit of RBT. Yeah. <laughs> and, a, and a touch of the Ivan Milat murders, by the look of that footage. Shivers. Uh, let's talk streaming. I binge-watched Lux Listing Sydney. It's on Amazon Prime. I love the show and how depressed it made me feel at the fact that I'll never afford any of these houses. Uh, the show follows people as they buy and sell Sydney property. I kind of feel like uh, I'd be naked for the whole world to see. Yeah, but I'd like that. I didn't say I wouldn't like it. <laughs> I mean, I know some neighbours who wouldn't, but um, good luck to you. Uh, one of them is buyer's agent Simon Cohen, who's just killing it. And I can guarantee you one thing, I'm going to nail this at the lowest price possible. Oh. Jesus. Sorry, we almost got attacked by a bird. <laughs> I mean, typical estate agent Mel, he described that bird as a resuscitator's delight. <laughs> so... I've always got, always got a positive spin. Always got a spin. Uh, then you've got the people uh, that are looking to buy. Bedroom, my ass. <laughs> wow. What is that? Oh, that's Dimitri. He's <laughs> my dad. Um... <laughs> I'm more a fan of another show, Mel. Lux Listings Melbourne. So on the market in Melbourne, a burnt-out weatherboard in Thornbury. You'd think the advertised as a kind of a total knockdown. It just seems to be quite a bit of soot. Okay. <laughs> Let's finish off with Love Island UK. It's currently up to its seventh series. And for those who've never seen the show, it's a bunch of impossibly pretty people. So not us, sorry. Um, <laughs> cities in... can, can we evict people from this show? <laughs> can we get Dimitri in here? Uh, it's a bunch of impossibly pretty people sitting around and having deep and meaningful conversations. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? 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 Go mean. <laughs> That's just brawn versus brawn. <laughs> and like all dating shows, it's about potential couples really getting to know each other. Well, conversations are fluent. Half the time I don't even know what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Neither do we. Yeah. What, what was he saying? What was he saying? Do you know what he was saying? I've got no idea. Yeah. Mel, do you know what he was saying? <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> he was struggling with Palaszczuk, so it's a tough word. Uh, most of the guys, they know what they're looking for in a woman. She is probably me with a wig on. <laughs> That's what you want. Yeah, he was told, he was told, go fuck yourself, and he took it to me. And that's the promo. Um... Uh, for some of the contestants, like Lucinda, there's difficult decisions that need to be made. If I stay, then maybe I can, like, think about... things. <laughs> apparently, apparently she's working on a grant application for a Macedonian church, so she's got a lot on her mind. Look, I've been watching Mel, and, look, it can be hard for some couples to work out where they're at. Let's get it straight, like, where are we now? Right, on, the, on. on the terrace. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. She's actually brains as well. So. 
Uh, if I did have to make one criticism of the series, I think they need to pay more attention to the couples practising safe sex. We had a good technique with <laughs> And on that note, we've got to take a break. Thanks, Mel Tracina. Back with more right after this. Hollow victory. Smashes a tree. Disciplined men in gold. Big smile there. Tade Pagachi. Walk in the park. This area is a no go zone. Some drivers sucks. It was a golf ball. We're <laughs> back. You're watching the Chimp Seats. Our next guest is an author of four books, presenter of many podcasts, performer and broadcaster. He's the only guy we could get on short notice. It's Titus <laughs> O'Reilly. Oh, thank you. What an intro. The shortest of notes. <laughs> Great to have you in, Titus. You've been taking a look at the world of sport. What have I you noticed? Have. Well, I mean, as we've talked about, COVID's continuing to wreak havoc on sport across the globe and here in Australia too. But people, especially sports fans, are doing their bit to keep us COVID safe. Following the victory at the Euro Championships, here's Italy celebrating their victory. <laughs> Very COVID safe in the uh, fountain there. Bit of rooftop DJing. <laughs> And always an unexplained explosion. That's Italy. <laughs> and apparently the, apparently the Pope was there showing everyone his new colon. Yeah. So. <laughs> it, was a, it was a nice touch. A be beautiful sight. Uh, now, in America, they're just as COVID-safe. Here they are following COVID-safe protocols. This is at the NBA Finals. Slightly different to the Italians, not to push any stereotypes. <laughs> is he drinking bleach, is that? <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, that's a... Oh, I mean, that's it's a beautiful a thing, isn't new it? New meaning to exposure site. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it just shows between the Italians and the Americans that stereotypes save time. Uh, <laughs> the Olympics are just days away and already we've got COVID cases affecting national teams. Um, Australian tennis player Alex Dimonor has been announced that he'll miss the Olympics after testing positive. Here's some of him in action. And it's a very sad and devastating moment because I had our synchronised swimming team in the office suite. Oh, for yes. <laughs> and the, uh, the prize was a shot of Pfizer, so I'm really missing out on that. Um, athletes are arriving in Tokyo. We've already had the first four athletes test positive in the Olympic Village. That's going incredibly well. Here it is. It's a beautiful Airbnb. <laughs> and it's on top of 54 other people working at the Games testing positive for the virus, which brings our COVID tally at the Olympics already to 58, which is ahead <laughs> of Zika. And it makes it the most successful virus at an Olympics if we're, <laughs> if we're not including STDs, of course, I should add. Uh, the Tour de France wrapped up this weekend, or as I like to say, where men with dreams become legends. Uh, 22-year-old Tajay Pogacar, as I like to pronounce it... <laughs> Now, how would you pronounce that? Pudjika. Yes. He's also the Premier of Queensland. Uh, he's the youngest rider to win back-to-back -to -back Tour de France titles. Here he is here in the yellow Guernsey, just go, taking him up on the final bit. However, the tour has been overshadowed where French police began searching the hotel of Bahrain Victorious, uh, their team, after they had been accused of taking prohibitive substances. Here's a bit of footage of them performing. It marks the millionth time that the Tour de France has been overshadowed by doping allegations. 
And I remember a far simpler time where drugs weren't a problem at the Latour. I mean, 1903, who can forget Maurice Guerin? <laughs> That's great, because hey. your dresses are a reporter from 1903. Well, so. He and I were friends. I don't want to brag. We were friends. He never got done for doping. He knocked an opponent off his bike, then got off and jumped up and down on his wheels until they were bent. Despite this, he was still ruled the winner. <laughs> he won the second Tour de France too, but unfortunately in that one he was caught catching the train and they thought... Oh. <laughs> and, and New Zealand people um, catch the tractor. Um, yes. so. it's, it's much quicker than a bike. <laughs> Uh, junior sport is something I always love to watch despite the uh, court restrictions I have upon me. <laughs> and what 14-year-old doesn't love a bit of basketball on the weekend? Well, not if you walk onto the court and discover your opponent is Zhang Zi, who is 7 foot 5 inches tall despite being 14. Here she is in some action here at China's National Championships. This is uh, electrifying stuff. It's a real challenge for her. Genuinely looks like footage of me as a child playing basketball. <laughs> I mean, ki kids, if you want to grow up big and strong, eat your bat. Um, <laughs> that's the message. We've got to say that while I love basketball, let's go to skateboarding. And kids, again, this is a 12-year-old, Guy Curry, who's already a superstar of skateboarding. On the weekend, though, at the X Games, he landed the first ever 1080 in a competition, and he did it while competing against his hero, Tony Hawk. Here he is landing the 1080. Oh, yeah, stand up. Stand up. That's it. Oh. First time ever in a competition. Not even Tony Hawk has done that. So excited was the commentator that he decided that this was the mo perfect moment to give some advice to men on how to get in touch with their emotions. I went 88. Go ahead, cry. That's th thug tears. Cry the thug tears. The little baby thug tears. You good, son. You landed a 1080 for a Tony Hawk. Yep. All right, stop crying now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, there's a Tasmanian chief health officer who would do well to follow that advice. <laughs> Look, I, I like how we're getting in touch with our emotions as men, and this is another thing we can do here. Here's the commentator making another suggestion. Oh, yeah. Somebody get that boy a beer. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. We need to cry more as men. We need to talk more. But also, we need to give 12-year-olds more beer. <laughs> Great takeaway. We've got to take a break. Thanks, Titus. Back on the other side of Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Tokyo. 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 Gold medal. Olympian. A very different game. There is a gym, but they can't use it. She's emotional. We've got tremendous chances in at least two events. Hockey, rowing and swimming. Skateboarding and surfing. Kayak slalom. This time next week, it'll be on. Mm-hmm. Now, just before we get to the Olympics, the British Open golf tournament wrapped up earlier this week. Congratulations to Colin Morikawa, who narrowly edged out South African Louis... Louis Oosthuizen. Louis Oosthuizen. Louis Oosthuizen. Louis Oosthuizen. Louis Oosthuizen. Louis Oosthuizen. Mm. <laughs> 
before we get to our next guest, it's three days until the Olympic Games kick off and my favourite part is the colour and vibrancy of the Games. Well, this is it. The Athletes' Village now officially <laughs> open. And I'm, ex I'm excited about some of the new sports they're introducing, like uh, synchronised temperature testing. <laughs> Judge a score 36.8, 36.8. So that is, that is good news. Look, COVID aside, the Olympics aren't all that bad. Real concerns emerging for our triathletes and also our open water swimmers because of E. coli levels in the swimming venue. Look, I'm a big fan of some of the nicknames of these athletes. Uh, this is from Team Taiwan. Standing before their fellow athletes, the Queen of Badminton and Prince of Palmer Horse. I mean, I mean the, the county of canoe slalom was stiffed in his house. <laughs> the Baron of BMX freestyle. No? The, the Emperor of... Enough of this joke. Um, let's move on. Let's take a look at what life is like in Japan at the moment. They've got a great attitude. They're very upbeat, very positive. That might be the problem. Well, um... let's, let's ask her now. Joining us from Tokyo, 10 News Olympic correspondent Natasha Exelby. <laughs> Natasha, thanks so much for joining us. Whereabouts are you now? Mate, I am in the MPC, or the Media Press Centre. It's like four storeys tall, it's a pretty big building, there's journalists from more than 200 countries here, so I'm feeling very safe right now. <laughs> I, was, I was going to say, Tash, um, this is Channel 10, you look like you're at Westfield Parramatta. Um, are you actually over there? No, mate, this is just a green screen behind me. Yeah, I'm right. actually in the Bahamas. You got me thinking, though, Tash, what are the testing requirements for the media and what happens if you test positive? Well, it is pretty intense, Mel. For the first three days that you're here, you have to spit in a tube and it has to reach a certain level of the tube. So it actually takes quite a lot of effort to get that much <laughs> saliva to get to the level that you need. So they're all about the make sure you spit and don't swallow over here oh. right now. And actually, here's a test okay. that I prepared. I mean, I mean there, there's the promo. Um... <laughs> you definitely don't want to swallow. You'll probably get E. coli. Yeah, so point. That is a good point. And apparently that's safer than COVID. I did prepare one of these tubes earlier for you guys. This is the tube with the straw that we've got to spit in. But it doesn't... I, I haven't used it yet. I would never show my bodily fluids on national television. <laughs> <laughs> we'll save that for Love Island. Um... <laughs> hey, Tash, do you have any interaction with the athletes? We have been able to do a couple of press conferences. I did one today with a few skateboarders. Holy cow, are those people talented. But, yeah, it's on a very regimented uh, system. We're speaking with the Australian Olympic Committee every second day. They're being really good about doing press conferences with us, keeping us up to date, or at least we hope they're telling us everything. But, no, it's, 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 a, it's an Olympic Games like no other. I can't just, you know, walk on up to Ash Barty and ask her how, you know, her swing is going. <laughs> well, Tash, Tash, up to date on TED News. Um, so you'll be getting info on Athens. Um, <laughs> the modern, modern Olympiad. We're getting details just to hand about, okay. about Athens and we'll be able to update you on that in about two years. That'd be great. Now, you're talking about the skateboarding. There's a few new events, of course, like long jump and long COVID. Um, I don't think that's an event. What, what are you most excited for? Gee, that's a tough question. I think, like, to be honest, COVID has just been so awful for everyone around the world. We've all been locked in our houses. It's sucking the life out of us. And I just want something positive to happen in the world right now. So whether that's someone winning a medal, breaking a world record, giving the world something to smile about would be 
awesome. So I know that there's so much negativity around these games in terms of whether they should happen and go ahead and whether that's foolish or not. But I don't know. I think we need to celebrate something right now. So I also could be doing a live cross with you this time in two weeks and saying that was a ridiculous idea. She's a <laughs> well, well, I mean, I mean, Tash, you're in Tokyo now. You'll be positive in no time. So <laughs> I wouldn't worry about that. I wouldn't worry about that. Hey, hey, Tash, I've got a genuine question for you. Um, you work on Studio 10 as well, is that right? From time to time, I do, Tim, yes. Is that why you put your hand up for a 20-hour flight to a COVID hotspot? <laughs> is that why...? Listen, this is your debut show. There's no need to be a prick right now. <laughs> the promo. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much, Tash Ixlaby. You've been awesome. Hope you have a great time in Tokyo. We're going to take a break. We're back. You're on the cheap seats. Hey, don't forget to check out our socials below. We love your feedback. Actually, I think there's a review already out. Let's take a look at what people are saying about the show. A shit show. <laughs> OK. <laughs> I mean, I've got some feedback from Natasha Exelby that uh, I can't read out. Uh, <laughs> very personal. Very mean. All right, move on, prick. Um... <laughs> hey, just quickly, we should congratulate Tasmanian author Amanda Lowry for winning this year's Miles Franklin Prize for her book The Labyrinth. As you can imagine, Tasmanians must be absolutely over the moon. Almost half of Tasmanians are described as functionally illiterate. OK, well, that's... <laughs> Maybe not over the moon, but uh, a controversial news this week. She's a crude and controversial anti-COVID commentator, and now she's about to be booted out of Australia. But enough about me. Um, <laughs> Katie Hopkins was allowed into the country and bragged about breaking quarantine rules. Reporters tried to get Dan Andrews to comment on it, and he had a bit of a struggle. If you want to know who gets in and why and how, then you need to speak to um, the Immigration Minister, whomever that is these days. <laughs> I mean, half of, half of the premiers are functionally illiterate, so that is fair enough. Now let's head to the White House, where President Joe Biden caught up with singer Olivia Rodrigo. Olivia met the president and Dr Fauci. They made a series of videos that they hope will go viral. They spent a whole day on it. Let's take a look at the results. Wow. I mean, that's got a touch of Weekend at Biden's with it. <laughs> is he alive? to the president, he knows what all young girls want to hear. Honey, we get... You can get your new braces now. You can get your tutor to help you in that math class you So relatable. <laughs> did, you have, did you have braces as a young girl? I did, and my name's Bracewell, so you see how that went. Uh, well? <laughs> uh, hey, look, to Brazil now, where President Jai Bolsonaro made headlines for some health issues. He had hiccups for a week and had to undergo surgery. Mind you, not that captivating of a story, considering all the reporters were more interested in their phones. Formação, inclusive, presidente, né, o... ...paciente para uma futura em tratamento clínico. You know it's a serious story where the reporters pull out the double scoop microphone. Now, I've been watching a bit of the coverage of the military in the Northern Territory, and I don't know if it's just me, but I didn't find your army uniform all that intimidating. The threats will vary, um, depending on the terrain and depending on the location <laughs> from, and the movement of illicit substances and people. Hey, meanwhile in Germany, Angela Merkel got an honorary degree this week. It was a special event, slightly undermined by a few difficulties. 
And she's Team Brains, so that is... That's all we've got time for. We'll see you next week.